Welcome to Join Our Table, a meal support podcast for eating disorder recovery. We are your hosts, Jose Savinsky and Jillian Walsh. We're Canadian dietitians supporting those with eating disorders to re-nourish their bodies and reject diet culture. Join us as we provide light distractions, grounding tools, and resources to help you navigate mealtime. Welcome to our table. Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Join Our Table, and this is episode 13. So we are here to do a meal episode. Jose is also joining me. Hello. And we have lots to dish on today. I feel like we haven't seen each other for a while. Um, So for folks that haven't been with us or haven't listened to some of the other or previous episodes, um, this episode or this type of episode, those meal episodes are structured in a different way um, than probably what you're used to in terms of traditional podcasts. So we start with something called a appetizer segment. And this is where one of us will walk through a grounding activity or describe a grounding activity that we find very helpful, especially with reducing pre-meal anxiety. We are especially concerned with pre-meal anxiety because this is a meal support podcast. So that means that we are here to distract um, and to support folks who are living with eating disorders and going through that hard thing and completing a meal three, six times a day, Um, three to six or whatever that number is for you. So that is why we introduce the grounding activity to help make it just a little bit easier to eat. Then we move into the main dish, which is a traditional uh, timed meal. We are not eating, we are dishing, but we encourage folks to eat along with us and we will help with the queuing. So we will give some time updates at about five minutes in, 10 minutes in, halfway, um, and then a few other times before we get to the final end of the meal, which is around 30 minutes. And then we move into our final piece of this meal episode, which is the takeaway. So we will actually suggest some sort of resource that we think may be valuable to our listeners. And then finally, we will wrap up and then you'll see us again next time or listen to us again next time. So Jose, how are you feeling? Are you ready to get us started with our appetizer segment? I sure am. Yeah. Thanks, Jill. I... Yeah, so the appetizer appetizer segment, I can't speak right now. <laughs> <laughs> so for folks who don't know, we tend to record our episodes in the evening. And so by then, our brains tend to be, you know, a little bit mush, but that's okay. Um, so what I was trying to say is in the appetizer segment, we go through a grounding tool. And um, when Jill and I were getting ready for this episode and talking about the grounding tools we've already talked about and what else we could, um, you know, share with the listeners, one that came to mind is actually one that I use a lot. And it's actually using stuffed animals, um, which is, I think, an interesting one because. I think we have this idea as a society sometimes that stuffed animals are for kids, right? Or for Mm -hmm. children. And often you see that even in the way that they're marketed, right? You'll find them in like the kids section of a store when realistically, even for adults, like they can be really useful. And 
I think part of one of the reasons I wanted to talk about it is I think it's like one of those tools we can remove a little bit of the stigma from, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Yeah. So one of the things I love most about stuffed animals is that we can really tap into one of our senses, which is touch, right? So we can have a stuffed animal with us, you know, during meals or before meals and just really like pet it or squeeze it, right? And really notice the textures, um, notice, noticing the sensations on our on our skin. Um, and it can be such a really lovely way of kind of tuning in and slowing down um, and having something that's really comforting, right? Because usually stuffed animals are like, really nice and soft and squishy and cozy. (laughs) Um, So that can be really lovely. And the other thing with stuffed animals is that, you know, we can also use our vision in the sense that they're also often pretty darn adorable, right? (laughs) They're pretty cute. And so I know that um, as I'm talking and describing this, I am actually holding a stuffed animal and my stuffed animal is a little seal and his name is Pebble and he has like the cutest little face. And every time I look at this face, like I can't help but smile. It's just the most adorable thing. And so for me, it's, you know, it's a tool that I know I can reliably go to when I'm feeling anxious or if I'm even feeling sad or I need something to kind of comfort me, ground me, something that's going to be soothing is both, you know, his his little face that makes me smile, but then also just the softness and um, how cozy he is. And so really encourage folks, you know, to really explore kind of that child, that inner child, right? When it comes to stuffed animals and um, either going back to stuffed animals that we had as children, if that's something that feels comforting um, or even getting a new one, you know, as an adult too, you're allowed to buy yourself a stuffed animal just because. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so that's what I wanted to share. And yeah, Pebble is just like one of my many stuffed animals. I have, (laughs) I have a few of them and they're they're my favorite. They're so lovely. Yeah. And one thing to note for those adults out there that haven't been interacting with stuffed animals for decades, like I had been before I had my son, they Mm -hmm. are not the way they used to be 20, 30 years ago. So they are so much cooler now. (laughs) (laughs) I find my son has one in particular and it's, it's stuffed with stuffing, but it also has, I don't know if it's beans or like, I'm saying pebble now because you have pebble on my mind, but it's like pellets. Um, yeah. And it, there's like a cool sensation that when you play with it, you can feel the, the beans or the whatever, the beads, whatever that's called mm-hmm. inside. And there's a cool sensation that comes with it. So if you're thinking back to what you might have grown up with 15, 20, 30 years ago, think it's time to try something new because they're totally, yeah. it's a new ball game. So I, I definitely would encourage you to have a look at what's out there these days. For sure. Yeah. And there's also all sorts of price points too, right? Mm-hmm. So that's another thing as well is, is often, you know, you can find some pretty affordable ones um, and some very expensive ones too. It's pretty wild sometimes. I'll, yeah. I'll see stuffed animals and I'm like, what? How is this so much money? But Anyways, here we are. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. 
Well, mm-hmm. folks, now with that, that thank you, Jose, for talking about that great grounding activity. Um, I think it's time to get into our main dish. What do you think? I agree. I'm just pulling up my clock um, because I've, I don't know why I've adapted the role of timekeeper, but that is, that's my role. So yeah, here I am. It kind of just happened. It just happened, <laughs> which is fine. I actually quite enjoy it. So folks, um, if you are ready to start your meal, I would love for everyone to take their first few bites. All right around now, I am starting the 30 minute clock. Um, and Jose and I have a lot to talk about. We actually start an agenda so that we know that we've got talking points, not that we need them considering how much we talk. Um, and we still have lots to talk about. So mm-hmm. anyway, we will get into that now, Jose, what are you feeling? Do you want to hear about my baby or do we want to talk about video games? Let's start with the baby. I want the baby news. You want the news? Because I feel mm. like folks have been with me from day one. Like, you know, Baby T was on our live Instagram meal support episodes. My goodness, I think right from like a month old. So mm-hmm, that's he, right. He's been here the whole time. Um, and with that, he actually used to come with me to those meal support episodes. He'd sleep in a sling on my chest And over the, you know, the past six, seven months, that continues to look a little bit different. So now he has a bedtime. Um, Sometimes I might show up. I might, you know, be talking to Jose and be like, my goodness, I'm so tired. Um, Baby T's had me up all night. So big news is that he is now sleeping through the night. That is incredible. Isn't that amazing? Now... The question is, though, Jill, because you're so used to waking up a million times a night, Mm -hmm. are you able to sleep through the night? I'm out cold. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. So, I mean, you know from my Goodreads account that I did not sleep when I was pregnant either. I I really Mm -hmm. had a hard time sleeping overnight. I would sleep in the daytime. It would like pick away, you know, an hour here or an hour there to, you know, of course function. Um, But overnight I had a really hard time sleeping. So I haven't had a full night's sleep, I would say in about a year. And this week, this past almost two weeks, it's two weeks tomorrow, I will have slept through the night for 14 days. That is incredible. Mm-hmm. I feel exhausted just listening to you talk about <laughs> not getting sleep. <laughs> so the thing is, is that there's lots of hormones in that first year that keep you mm-hmm. going with these babies. So it's not as bad as you hear. Like it's not as bad as it sounds. Right. Yeah. And and I'm somebody I love love my sleep. I very I'm a big napper. It's it's a big part of my self care. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought there's no way I'm going to be able to function on little sleep, but I did. Who knew it? Yeah. Now yeah. in saying that, I'm loving my full night sleep. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, but that's a really good point though. That you know the your body has those hormones flowing, right? Kind of helping mm-hmm. you push through on those days where you haven't gotten a lot of sleep. Although I'm, you know, I'm sure there's still exhaustion, but I appreciate that, um, you know, that's a bit of a, a helpful, 
helpful factor. It is, I will say. And it's funny because you talk about like stuffed animals and being cute. And I'm sure there has to be some release of oxytocin when you're looking and cuddling with those, you know, with stuffed animals. And it's very similar, right? Like that hormone does wonders for us. So Mm -hmm. nonetheless, I'm very appreciative of sleeping through the night. However, I actually feel more tired now than I did before. No way. Mm-hmm. I I think there's I think there's a lot of moving parts, but um, I think a lot of it is like, oh my goodness, my body's now realizing that it has been in a deficit for so long, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not getting those hormones overnight anymore. So I think that's also playing a role. Um, yeah. But now I'm like, oh my goodness, I have hours, like hundreds of hours to catch up on, and I feel like I'm never gonna yeah. get them. So. <laughs> My sleep bank is feeling a little empty. I bet. But that's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. We are silver lining kind of uh, folks over here. So I'm just taking the good with it and mm-hmm. loving that I'm sleeping through the night. So, Yeah. Yeah, I bet your partner's pretty relieved too. Mm, as if he hasn't been sleeping through the night for months. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, is he, <laughs> is he a pretty sound sleeper? Was he able to sleep through like you waking up and – Oh, Jose, I don't know if we've got enough time to talk about that here. Oh, no. (laughs) You didn't sleep in the same bed for five months? Mm -hmm. I'd say five months. Yeah, no. And that's the thing because he's not a sound sleeper. Right. And we were quickly realizing that um, me getting up was was waking him up and Mm -hmm. one of us needed to be not sleep deprived. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we we went to separate rooms. (laughs) Mm-hmm. For six months, we're back together now, or not back in the same bed now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah. So, folks, mm-hmm. we are about five minutes in. So, now's a good time to take a look, make sure that you've put a decent dent into your entree. Um, should be, you know, getting close to halfway through that entree, and we will help coach you as we go. Absolutely. Yeah. Before we jump into video games, any updates on your other your other child that is a little bit more furry? Mm. Yeah. So she's unfortunately very furry right now. She's shedding. And it's oh, no. I'm like, oh, please stop because baby T just started learning how to crawl. So he's like crawling around. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I need to vacuum three times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but the dog is long bottom. Our, our dog is afraid of the vacuum. So I can't really vacuum when she's like around because she will have like she she is I feel bad for her she she gets quite oh. quite stressed out and so yeah so anyways it's been this big um, research opportunity to find noiseless ways to um, to like pick up dog fur mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm still in the market if anybody has any recommendations but any ideas yeah I actually saw that show up in your Instagram stories Mm -hmm. this week Mm -hmm. so I I did get some good suggestions I've heard that apparently there's like a rubber bristle broom which I've never heard about so I'm going to look into that um and then I had some suggestions to you know really just get my dog to get over it and do some exposure therapy with her Mm. which you know what I'm usually all for that however with a sleeping baby (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to take a chance right now. And she's been right. such a jerk in terms of like that adolescent phase and 
really just being a diva that I'm, mm. I, yeah, I've been, I'm, I'm not feeling brave <laughs> to be doing that. So yeah. I think I might be going the, the rubber, the rubber bristle route. So mm-hmm. I'll let you know, but otherwise she's okay. We get out for walks, um, which is, you know, good. I think, I think, you know, the global pandemic must have, it's got to shake her up. Like, I mean, she got used to us being gone, you know, 40 mm-hmm. hours a week or whatever. And then all of a sudden yeah. we're home all the time. Yeah. Um, and I think she's kind of like me. I think she likes her alone time and she doesn't get it. So I don't think that's helpful for her either, but mm-hmm. she's coming around. She's definitely, um, she definitely doesn't love me. I will say that she's, she's <laughs> switched sides in that sense. Um, but baby T is showing a huge interest in her and wants to be petting her. But of course he's like pulling on hair and I'm like, Oh, I don't know. So we're coaching them through it right now. And there's like lots of treats happening and lots of gentle petting. And it's very, it's very monitored and, and controlled right now. So we'll see. I hope mm-hmm. that she'll learn to love him because it's obvious that he loves her. Right. Um, and I'm also, you know, giving her some space. So time mm-hmm. will tell. Time will tell. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I imagine it takes time, right, to adjust, mm-hmm. adjust to the changes. And yeah, fingers crossed, though, that uh, that they will develop that that loving bond (laughs) I have faith I really do have faith and I mean funny enough I don't know if this is this is the case for all dogs but there's something about baby toys that are so appealing to 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 long bottom so oh hilarious she could have you know two or three of her toys she could have a bone and one like well it's pretty large but one puzzle piece on the ground, like on baby T's mat. And that's all she wants. She has to have that. (laughs) And I'm like, why, what is it about that, that she wants? And, um, because I mean, he's so young right now, the puzzle piece is probably bigger than my hand and it has like Mm -hmm. a knob on it, but I'm like, that can't be more delicious than your bone. Yeah. That's all she wants. And she will like sneak it and crawl and like try and be very, very, secretive about it and yet she Mm -hmm. like but it's just it doesn't seem very exciting to me anyway Mm -hmm. who knows that's so funny what a fun like what a fun way to demonstrate this idea that we often want what we can't have Mm -hmm. very good point yeah oh I would like to come back to that I'm going to give folks a bit of a check-in so we're 10 minutes Mm -hmm. in about a third of the way um I like to tell folks or encourage folks to be at least halfway through their entree um assuming that you're starting with your entree so yeah no I I think you're right and I do wonder um because oftentimes especially with dog training they talk about how any reaction is a good reaction Mm. and my partner is a little bit more prone to like knee-jerk reactions so oftentimes if he sees Longbottom like grab the puzzle piece, there is a bit of a blast. It's like, hey, you know, don't touch that. Mm-hmm. Like, I bet she thinks that that's positive attention. Huh. So there might be a bit of infor- like reinforcement happening. 
But you're right. right. She definitely knows she's not supposed to have it because she'll even yeah. hide it behind a pillow. Oh, no. And she'll chew on it, but it sounds like she's chewing on her bone. So if oh we're, goodness. like, watching her from, like, say if we're doing dishes, dishes, like, you can hear her. So we're like, oh, just check and make sure she's chewing on her bone. So you look, and it looks like she's chewing on her bone, but she's actually, like, has the puzzle piece stuffed behind the pillow and is chewing on it that way. Like, my goodness, oh. you're awfully smart to be able to, like, to know say. that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, sneaky she, girl. It is very sneaky. And she's she's gotten a few things, like – She's pulled the wool over her eyes with a few things like that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, she is smart. I'll give her that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so funny. I love that. Mm. But uh, yeah. There so we Jose, go. Now yeah. I'm, I'm interested to hear, I hear that you've been playing some video games. Yes. And I think <laughs> I might have surprised you and said, hey, I, I play video games too. So yeah. let's start with you. What have you been playing with your partner? Yeah. Yeah. Before I share that, it's just kind of funny because um, like you were saying, we tend to have kind of broad topics ready. Um, None of this is scripted, of course, and we don't have like talking points or anything. Usually it's just like broad things that we want to talk about. And so when I asked you, do you play video games? We can talk about video games. I sure do. And I was like, all right. So that's all I know (laughs) is that Jill plays video games, but I don't know anything that's going to be shared. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, so yeah, I'm laughing because the the game, one of the games that I recently played with my partner that was just so hilarious um, is a game called Totally Reliable Delivery Service. Oh my. No. I hadn't heard of it either. And we just started playing it and it is so funny. There was actually at a point that something happened that was so hilarious that I had like a laughing fit. Like I could not stop laughing. My partner was looking at me like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) Couldn't stop laughing so much that my belly hurt, you know? Oh, Mm -hmm. it was so funny. Um, So how it works, it's a cooperative game. So you have to, like when you're playing with another person, you're playing as a team and you essentially, the premise is really simple. You have to deliver items, right? Like you're a delivery service and you have to deliver boxes and stuff to different places. But the characters are incredibly difficult to control. So as you're walking and as you're doing different things, like the body's like flailing all over the place. And, you know, you try to pick up boxes and you're like holding it behind your back because of of how you picked it up. So it's just so silly. It's really, Mm -hmm. really silly. Um, At one point we had to fly a a helicopter like across a river to go (laughs) deliver our package. And we both had to get on this like open helicopter and we kept on like just crashing into things and anyways it was it was so much fun we laughed for like an hour straight while we were playing it this is a recent thing that we started playing so that was yeah that was a lot of fun and 
from the little I played, would definitely recommend it if you want a really good laugh. <laughs> it sounds so relevant too to like our day and age right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just like the most ridiculous thing, but so fun. And um, yeah, my partner and I were just laughing and laughing and it was great. So I love it. I love it. Yeah. So folks, we are um, just over halfway through our meal. So now is a good way or good place to be finishing up entree, getting almost there to the end and starting to work on some of the other items. Um, so Jose, with this video game, what kind of platform are you playing it on? Is it PC? Is it, what is it? We were, we were playing it on the Xbox. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure you can also play it um, on a, a computer as well. Okay. Very so. cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, okay. it was hilarious. There was one scenario where, yeah, we there was a another time we had to use the helicopter to deliver our package because it was at the top of a building, but you couldn't go into the building. You mm-hmm. had to drop it off, like, actually on the roof of the building. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a tiny little platform, like, you couldn't land. So my partner is flying this helicopter as my character is hanging onto the helicopter by one hand, the other hand holding the box, ready to drop the box into the delivery hole <laughs> when, you know, when the, the helicopter is close enough. Anyways, it's so ridiculous, but it's so funny. It's so much fun. I love so, it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? What so, kind of games do you play? <laughs> my gaming is couldn't be any more different than this, I don't think. Um, so my brother and I grew up on like Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And I mean hardcore Super Nintendo. So we can play, like we can go through the whole game in a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if we're, like if we're teamed up. If we're doing it solo, it's probably three or four hours. Um, right. But we still have our original Super Nintendo. So That's it amazing. goes, it's it's like this heirloom in our home. So um, my brother, I think it was my brother, he snuck it out of my parents' home and and back to his house, um, mm. which is in a, in a different province. He lives in Ontario now as well. And it was this big thing. Like it was never supposed to leave the family home. <laughs> So he, every time I visited him in Ontario or in Toronto, um, we would always, always play. And anybody who's with us, they're like, just don't, just don't bother them. They're doing their thing. Um, don't ask to play because they're not going to let you. Don't try and play with them because they're going to make you feel so bad about how terrible you are. <laughs> um, and then he came down, my brother came to visit me. Mm, when might that have been? It was a couple, maybe the month before um, baby T was born. Mm-hmm. And he was like, here, because you're going to have so much free time. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> lending it to you because I know, I know you're going to have lots of time to fill and, and you can play and I know that you love it and it'll be a, a good way to kill time. And I laughed. I was like, dude, what do you think? Like, you think I, I'm having a baby and I'm going to have all this free time? Like, no way. Anyway, um, I just laughed. I was like, but no, I'll keep it. Like, <laughs> definitely keep it here. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take it anyways. <laughs> Absolutely. And funny enough, me and my partner played it a lot waiting for baby T to be born. 
Really? Like, it was good <laughs> entertainment. And I, I will say like my spouse was actually a lot more patient with me than he normally is. Maybe because I was a bit more lenient. I was like, well, you can have a couple more lives. Like, here you go. Or <laughs> I was definitely, I definitely wasn't playing to my, my most, my elite level, um, right. but it was enjoyable. So yeah, that's, that's the extent of my video game, my video gaming. I, it's all old school. I won't go past yeah. like N64 is the most recent system that I'll play on. Okay. So, do you have a do you have a favorite game on the Super Nintendo? Yeah, Super Mario. Super Mario yeah. 3. Fair. Number 3. Yeah. Yeah, cuz we have um we have what's it called? Super Mario All-Stars is the is the game. And but it has all five games in one, so it has the original, mm. it has Super Mario World, it has Super Mario like UK and then Super Mario 2 and Super Mario 3 but Super okay. Mario 3 that is my that's my bread and butter nice love that one yeah <laughs> I don't mind some N64 but the only thing I'll play on N64 is Mario Party so yeah you, you that's a good people. one you need some friends to play with mm-hmm. so, yeah. yeah my partner my partner actually collects a lot of um kind of retro video games um and I'm pretty sure I'm saying yes. I'm pretty sure he has a Super Nintendo. He has most of the the older Nintendo consoles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and they're all actually like functioning, so they're not just like decorations. He mm-hmm. does use them, yeah. um, they're pretty cool. <clears throat> but um, but yeah, another game that we've been playing a lot recently is um, Mario Kart, which is a classic. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. We I'm getting better now that we play it so often (laughs) I found that it's a it's been a really actually a really fun thing to do like at the end of a of a day of seeing clients and Mm -hmm. and stuff you know I'm often really exhausted at that point and Mm -hmm. um, it's been just such a nice way to like completely disconnect and just do something fun and silly and you know we both like we both yell when like the the game was unfair (laughs) somehow and we were hit by items and um you know we're we always play, we tend to play, um, online, like against Mm -hmm. people from all over the world. And, um, so we're both, you know, we're technically playing against each other, but we're always rooting for each other in, in the bigger group. And so, yeah, it's kind of funny. It's a, it's a nice, a nice bonding activity. (laughs) Sure. For sure. Um, so folks, we are into our final 10 minutes. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to think where we should be in the meal. Definitely through the entree if you can and, and starting to finish up some of those other items, some of those different food groups. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hmm. But uh, but yeah, no, so that's been fun. Um, yeah, my partner's pretty excited about the the new consoles that are being released this oh. fall. So yeah. See, I don't know about those. I don't mm-hmm. know what's coming out. I didn't know there was anything coming out. Yeah, there's a new Xbox and a new PlayStation coming Ooh, out. Okay. Yes. I wonder yes. if that is like do you think that's since COVID? Or so do you think it they was do always t- planned? Yeah, I think it was I, I don't know a ton about it. I think it was always planned and it um yeah, it just happened to be that it was this year that those consoles were gonna be released. From my understanding, they do often re- tend to release on the same year. I thought, yeah, um, that sounds familiar to me. Yeah. And so I think it kind of just happened that way. Um, 
but uh but yeah so exciting <laughs> now is there yeah. any snow out your way yet no mm, no either. snow no i think us either I'm so tongue-tied tonight. Us either. Folks, in case you've noticed, we absolutely do not edit these episodes. You are getting us authentically. (laughs) You'll get every tongue-tie that comes. Um, This is us. You're getting it. So. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing we'll edit out is actual technical difficulties that we might encounter in our recordings. But um, yeah, we don't generally actually edit anything that we say because... (laughs) that's not the kind of podcast we're doing. So yes, you get all of the humanness uh, of your hosts on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So anyway, yes. Um, but no, I was, I was speaking to some of my friends out West and they had snow up in the mountains for, I think last week was the first time that they looked up and it was there. And I was like, Oh my goodness, like winter it's oh. here it's happening for sure. So mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm kind of waiting. I don't know that I'm ready for snow yet. Yeah. I mean, I'm not ready because I don't have snow tires yet. So you take them off? Just on that level. What's that? I'm surprised that you took them off from last winter. Oh, oh absolutely. See, I, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't go to the garage <laughs> to get them changed. Oh, really? We've been driving around on winter tires since COVID, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. No, I was able to go. I went um, I went a little bit later than I usually would um, to get them changed once, you know, once the garage had kind of figured out procedures. So at that point, everyone, you know, was wearing masks and standing far apart and mm-hmm. using hand sanitizer and all of that. So yeah, no, I was able to go get them changed. I was just much later than I usually would go, but um yeah, so now I have to go back and get them installed. Such a responsible car owner. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I would have been a lot more concerned had you been on summer tires in the winter time. Yes, so absolutely. Winter tires in the summertime, from my understanding, is not that much of a – it's not a, a big deal in terms of your safety. It just kind of uses your tires yeah. more than – yeah, more than – during the winter or so because yeah. they're kind of they're designed for the colder weather mm. but yeah I don't think it's a big deal nah I said one year you know it could be worse so <laughs> yeah yeah exactly all right but... folks we're down to the final five minutes I feel like time gets faster <laughs> when we get down to the final the final few absolutely yeah so hopefully hopefully folks are taking their last bites or even are already done right and are just sitting and listening to us ramble about all the random things we talk mm-hmm. about on this podcast. <laughs> Could be anything. You never know. Yeah. Never know what to expect. I mean, they know what to expect because usually it's in the name of the episode. Yes. But yeah. 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 But, you know, week to week, you don't necessarily know what our, our topics are going to be. <laughs> now, speaking of snow tires, is there anything else that you yes. turn around or you change when it, like when this time of year comes up? Hmm. Any rotations? That's a good question I'm trying to think I used to change the clothes in my closet um but now I can fit all of my clothes in my closet like for all of my seasons so I just kind of leave them there which is really nice (laughs) but I've definitely been in places before lived in places where like I just had a tiny closet and didn't have enough room for everything so had to kind of switch back and forth so that was one thing that I would do which was kind of nice actually it was a bit of a like a nice ritual to um really signal 
the beginning of the the colder season as I was taking out my sweaters and all of that. Um, but yeah, that's not something I've done recently. I mean, certainly one of the things, not necessarily a rotation, but one of the things I've done is I've taken my Instant Pot out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and done a lot more like um, stew slash soup type meals, right? Which I hadn't done as much of over the summer because it was hot and yeah. I wasn't really interested in doing those types of things. So that's definitely one thing that tends to change at this time of year is is what's on my plate. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to go a lot more towards those like warm, cozy meals. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I just think about like I brought out my milk frother that came out a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago for our last yeah. episode or our last I'll exactly. Um, but even like I find in my cupboards because I so I'm I'm very short. Um so my cupboard space, I need a stool or like a step, whatever we want to call it, step ladder, um, mm-hmm. to get up higher. So all the the food items or the dishes that I use often, I will move down so that I don't need to get a ladder every time or a step ladder. Um, mm-hmm. So I've even found like I'm pulling down, say, pastas. Um, I've been doing a lot of almost like Thai noodle dishes. So the rice noodles have come down. And then a lot of mm-hmm. yeah, um, like the the dry goods that I would normally put in cold dishes. So I think there's like couscous, quinoa, orzo. Those are now gone up to the top, the top shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like even like you said, like the small appliances, um, the instant pot. I've I've taken out for a, like a stew or two. There's one stew that I just love in that. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, it's, it's funny because like you say, like there's the tires that switch. Sometimes it might be like clothing in terms of the winter clothes comes out, the summer clothes goes away. Um, but it's, it's cool. Like things change with the season and I'm sure that's very, what's the word? Um, cliche, but I do very much love the way that things roll over and change at this time of year. I agree. I agree. And I think in in a way it helps with acceptance that we're going into cold and more Mm -hmm. cold and cold and more cold for Mm -hmm. months and months ahead. Um, So I think it's, it's, you know, so important to have those comforts, right, that help us get through those otherwise maybe not so great months. from a weather perspective. So yeah. yeah. And I feel like folks should know what you're wrapped up in right now because I heard, but they don't know. Um, my heated blanket. Yes. Yeah. Which is this heated blanket was gifted to me and it is one of the, my favorite things that I own ever. Um, it is so wonderful. So it's an electric blanket. So you plug it into the wall and then there's a little dial, you know, you can set it to a few different temperatures 90, 90% of the time, mine is on the hottest setting. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it's it's almost always in my office when I see clients over the winter in, you know, when I'm at home. So oh, there we go. That's our 30 minute mark. <laughs> there is the timer that we have finished um, the meal segment. Mm-hmm. So it's not an abrupt ending by any means, folks, yes. if you're finished. Your last few bites, you know, feel free to just finish those out. Not a problem whatsoever. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But yeah, just saying I how much I love my heated blanket. It's the best. Yeah. And it's been kind of nice because I've been able to turn down 
the heating a little bit in our home and and kind of use that mm-hmm. instead, right? Helps to save on energy. Um, and it's just so cozy. The only problem yeah. with it is I never want to get out of it. So it's hard to actually get up and do the things that I need to do because I'm so cozy. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Okay, folks. Well, that is bringing us to the end of our, um, I guess, main dish segment. I was going to say the meal segment, but that's a little backwards. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so to finish us off, I am going to go over our takeaway resource today. So there's a few things I want to feature. Um, first of all, I do want to talk about Body Brief. It is a nonprofit association here in Ontario, specifically for folks that are living with eating disorders. Um, and recently they have announced that donors have been down and those requiring services has over doubled. So they are in a place where they could greatly benefit from donations. Um, So if folks are in a place where you have some, um, I guess, financial freedom and are able to displace some money, this is one organization that could greatly benefit from that. And on the other side of things, they have wonderful programs. So there are a few things happening right now. Uh, November 19th and 20th, they have their Body Peace Conference, which is great training and education for folks um, from various backgrounds. So it can be folks living with eating disorders, um, carers or caregivers or parents, as well as clinicians. So that's something else to consider. And they also have programs that they're running. So Of course, with the current global pandemic, many of those programs, if not all of them, I believe are online, Um, but it is wonderful, wonderful resources that are available to Ontario residents. So that is important to note. Um, And oftentimes those groups are either free of, so free in terms of cost, or it is like a sliding scale. So anywhere from five to $25 um, per group, if, if you are able to pay for that group. Um, different ways to access Body Brave is through their website. So they do have a website, which is eatingdisordersu.org. They're also very active on social media. So you can find them at Body Brave. I believe, Jose, is it Body Brave or Body Brave Canada? Do you know? On Instagram? On Instagram. Are hmm. you able to look up and let me know? I'm on their website right now and it I is can't. Body Brave Canada. Beautiful. Look, my goodness, what a great memory I have. So on Instagram (laughs) at Body Brave Canada. Um, And the other piece is they also have, so they they split things up. Um, There's education and support programs that are actually open Canada-wide. And it's simply the treatment programs that are going to be Ontario residents only. Mm -hmm. So great um, in terms of free accessible programs that are available for folks living with eating disorders right now. Absolutely. Yeah. I think they have two, they actually have two, um, websites. So you mentioned the eating disorders, you.org, but then mm-hmm. there's also bodybrave.ca. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I'm not sure how I got switched over. I don't know. Yeah, one of them is is more specifically like their training, education, events, yeah. um, sort of and thing. I, and then, yeah, and then their general website has more information about their work and how you can support them. And um, 
that sort of thing. So yes, thank yeah. you for that. I'm just realizing that bodybrave.ca um, linked me over to eatingdisordersu.org, oh, which is a partnership. Um, so that partnership is, it looks international. Oh, mm. it might, no, actually it might be Canadian um, between various different nonprofits in Canada. So mm-hmm. that is the difference. So if you are seeking their website and looking at the donation button specifically, it is on bodybrave.ca. Yes. And of course we'll link to all of that in the show notes. So, you know, you folks don't have to be writing that down. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Well, Jose, thank you once again for spending this lovely Thursday evening with me and look forward to it every week. Absolutely. I do too. Thanks, Jill. And of course, thank you to everyone that, uh, that's been here, um, that's joined us tonight and shared a meal with us. We are always very honored, you know, to share, share our table, um, with folks. And, you know, one of the things we've said, a few times at this point is just how strange it is sometimes to be kind of talking into the void, right? Not knowing who's listening. Um, so one of the things that we always want to encourage folks to do is to come find us on Instagram at join our table podcast. Um, we are generally there, you know, it's always you, Jill or I, um, Mm -hmm. you know, looking at, um, our Instagram page and reading the messages and everything. And we, um, do see everything that you share with us. And so if you want to come connect with us there, we always love interacting with you. Um, so that's one thing we wanted to say. And then the last thing, of course, is, you know, to make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Um, if you are on a podcast platform that has the option to rate our podcast or leave a review, um, those kinds of comments and, and ratings are always so appreciated because they really do help with visibility and they help other people find the podcast so that they can get um, this, you know, free accessible support as well. So um, yeah, those are the, you know, the few little action items that (laughs) we wanted to share with you. Um, But otherwise, we are just so grateful that you've shared this time with us. And we really look forward to having you at our table again. Yes, thank you all. And we will see you again soon. All right. Bye. Mm